morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blackness Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Limo. What is that it to do? <laughs> why, why, would, why would you provoke? Why would you provoke? He did it. I, I okay. Knew, I knew that. He was that. initially threatening to involve the guitar. He put that to the side. <laughs> I oh, why knew you that. I, was, I was just, knew that there would be a response to me just doing it normally. That's why he did it because yes, he knew the response was coming. Response. Right. And that has created. Situation. That hasn't created anything. It has created anything, yeah? Because obviously it's me, man like M.O. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you're doing good and then someone's just like, what? Well, you're, so you're good now? No. And like, fine, I'll go back to being bad. No, because he was doing good for the right for the wrong reason, so it's, it's not good. <laughs> no, I was doing good, but I knew that like, me doing good, it would raise questions like, right, what is that? It? So he I wasn't knew, doing good then? I, no, I knew. <laughs> he wasn't good then. Well, sorry, <laughs> I know that someone in this is going to be like, right, what was that it? Anyway, let's get right into it today. So, this morning, I received this post, and um, I thought it was interesting, so I thought we could dissect it today. Oh, no. And I want to get you guys thoughts on it, and we'll see where we go from there. A little behind the scenes, I think I saw it, it's from a girl, so... Of course it's from a girl. Who else was, who else was it going to be from? You see this? He's confessed himself, of course it was from a girl. Who, who else? He doesn't read the messages from guys. <laughs> so whenever we say he's out chasing babes or he's out doing something with babes, yeah, we're not exaggerating. More often than not, we're right. Well, you know what, yeah? Like, this week I felt a bit bad because um, one of my... Ex-babes. No, no, one of the guys Potential in my wish... Babes. Can you can, can I tell my story? <laughs> Ad hoc babes. <laughs> One of the guys in in, in the worship band. Oh, a guy. Uh, he was His a guy. babes. There was, there was, there's no babes in the story. There's no babes in the story. Damn, that could have turned awkward real quick, you know. His babes, yes. No, but he was, he had like a headache this week, so like he couldn't come to practice. And like, if it, and I know for sure, if I'd been a girl, I said, oh, I'm not feeling well. I would have been trying to say, oh, how are you feeling? He's never been shit. I don't even fancy shit. This client could be dead in the gutter somewhere. <laughs> I don't care about your life. And like, no, no, it's not that like I don't care. Like I'll, I'll say in my head, all right, I, I need to message him. I need to message him. But the message never came. Like, like literally, I just messaged him. Now saying, "How are you feeling?" <laughs> but yeah, conviction hit me. So I'm trying to get better at, at, at this whole talking to guys thing. That's not what we're talking about today. Alright. So I get um, a message this morning. And it's, it's I, I think it's a Facebook post that had been. Um, like sent around and mm. so it's like she sent it to me to, to see what I thought about it right and it was it was interesting let's go um, so it starts off this is one of the best posts I've read about men men is in bold can I just say you know when I see posts like that or when I see five things that will do this for you or I see what he does in two seconds it's like I just stop I don't, I don't read it I don't watch it I just, I'll scroll along. To be honest, like, from there, I knew I was, was going to get angry. <laughs> okay, and it's by Miles Monroe, who I'm guessing is a... Yeah, Miles Monroe is a preacher. I think he's dead. He's dead, yeah. I think he's dead, yeah. That came out so cold, he's dead. Was he the one that had AIDS? No, no, no. no. He, he was like, well, I, I, I actually liked him. I actually liked him. He was, uh, he was a black pastor, but he... Was he a good one, though? I mean, from <laughs> what I... From the messages I heard... They were okay. They were good. You know what he said? <laughs> he was a black pastor, but... <laughs> no. I... <laughs> like, he, was, he was good. He's good. He's actually good. He's okay. actually good. Okay. So, by Miles Monroe. So, so, Peter, 
What, what race kind of person do you usually listen to? It's <laughs> <laughs> a set of questions. It's cool. It's cool. Because I've got an answer that will actually put you to shame. Okay. Ravi Zacharias is Indian. Okay. Uh, um, Dr. Prince is Singaporean. Mm-hmm. No, not Dr. Prince. Pastor Prince is Singaporean. Chuck Missler is he lives in New Zealand. <laughs> he don't he never said what <laughs> he's white. He's white. See the way he didn't start with the white one. He went for the ethnic one first. <laughs> he's white. Um No 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 no. Past the Triple E, he's black. Oh you listen to Triple I don't listen to his sermons, I listen to his music. <laughs> I haven't heard his <laughs> but he's a black pastor, I know. Yeah, he is. Um, and he's he's he. We know we know Triple E. He's rooted. Um, but yeah, no, this just this season, the ones that I listen to. You could say Pastor Shailen. Pastor Shailen, I didn't know he was a pastor. He's a pastor. Him and God's servant, they're both pastors. Pastor in the same church together. Boom. They're both black. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, but you listen to his sermons, so it doesn't count. But his music is mostly yeah, sounds. Yeah, Shailen, his, his music is actually used as... Shailen's music, sometimes it's not even rap, it's just theology. Literally. <laughs> just a bang on theology. He uses his lyrics as Sunday school, like, lessons. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm not going to lie, I listen to many white guys. So, yeah. Mm. I saw um, Preston Perry, mm-hmm. Jackie Perry's thingy, and I was talking about... Um, the popularity of pastors these days normally or is he, he was making a, a point to the effect of those that tend to preach watered down gospel whereas he used tends to be more popular as we know than those that don't and you know as always there'll be like loads of discussion and he just made one point i think i just saw one comment it was like yeah the popularity of um John Piper is very different to the popularity of Joel Osteen. And I was like, yo, <laughs> that's automatically putting them in two different camps. <laughs> and I'm not going to say which camp we're going to belong to. <laughs> but, but one thing I like about those two are that they're both white. They are both So white. it isn't saying, they are both white. like, prosperity gospel or whatever, or watered down, it's mainly black or whatever. Oh, yeah. White. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah sorry, continue, please. Okay. But he, I don't think he was prosperity gospel to be honest, because a lot of the stuff that I heard from him wasn't prosperity or gospel. Again, the reason I struggle to say some are good and some are bad is because I only listen, I only talk, I can only talk about the ones that I actually yeah. listening to um, a lot, mm-hmm. and they just happen to be. But it seems like the ones you listen to didn't make you want to listen to him more. It seems. Well, not necessarily because it, it was more. What what piqued my interest at the time? Like Chuck Mister picked my interest because he approaches the Bible in a way that I try to approach the Bible, which is from an engineering standpoint or from a you know purely analytical standpoint, and then break it down and such. Obviously, with the Spirit's guiding. Um, but yeah, I think the stuff I read from him was based on marriage or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Peter's just playing with this wedding band. Man. This is not my wedding band, by the way. He's playing. He's playing the room in the center. And it's on the other hand, it's on the right it's a hand. Shimmering. <laughs> but yeah, um, Miles Monroe, you know what, no, go into it, go into it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've kind of like danced around it. So this is actually on marriage and, and relationships. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, this post is not for everybody. It's for people who wish to get to understand it. 
The word either. Can you not, let me read it because <laughs> you, read you, mean? It, you read it. He reads it sarcastically, so automatically it puts you in a certain bias. <laughs> like, you no, you read it just normally. Yeah, read it normally. Well, I, I like reading it like this. Okay, you read it. You read it Silly. Alright. Um, as he said, it's for people who wish to get understanding. The word Eden is a Hebrew word for where God dwells. So the first thing God gave man was his presence. Stop me when you want to say something. Okay, no, just like stop whenever, whenever you want to make a comment on anything. Okay. I think that's the best way to approach it. Can someone check that the Hebrew meaning for Eden <laughs> is where God dwells? This is the thing, like, not to say anything bad. I say people do this when I speak. Check stuff. Like, we don't do that often enough. Mm. I don't think it's like you just sit there and then you're you're and you're just nodding and it's like check stuff you know it's it's not worth just taking it for because it's being said. So the first thing a man needs is not a woman, Robert. It is the presence <laughs> of <God>. whoa whoa <laughs> whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> Where did that come from, Peter? <laughs> just making sure you're listening. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the first thing a man needs is not a woman. It is the presence of God. And a woman should meet him in the presence of God. Eve met Adam in Eden. The next thing God gave man, after putting... So we're not saying anything about this. Is this what's happening right now? No one's Actually, saying anything about that. I don't think I agreed with... Uh-huh. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I said, Robert. Yeah, go through. Um, I don't know. Just just the whole that Eve met Adam in, in, in Eden. Uh-huh. Even though it's true. Yeah. It's not like... Like, Eve lived, lived, lived her whole life and it was only when she came to Eden that she met Adam. Like, she was literally made one second, given to Adam the next. Okay. Your point being? The point being that it's not... I, I, I don't think it's as easy, like, clear-cut as what he's trying to state in the... Well, what's, what's the alternative? I don't know, but it just makes it seem like as soon as you get into, like, um, the presence of God, then... Your she will appear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I get what you're saying. I think I I don't know if that's the point he's making. I think the point he's trying to make is even if because again I guess this would be the biblical uh, steady principle of first mention. So that principle kind of goes with the first time something appears in the Bible, it holds divine relevance for the rest of the Bible or for the rest of the world or whatever. So the first sort of relationship we look at. Adam and Eve, that point stands that Adam first had God's presence. And so that kind of becomes a a template for everything else. Like maybe for ideally, and of course there's grace and whatever, we can talk about that later on, but ideally, instead of looking for a babes first, maybe look for God first. And again, it fits with even elsewhere, you know, elsewhere in the Bible, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things, riches, prosperity, Babes will be added on to you. So I don't see I don't see the problem with that. I think it's I think it's fairly Do you know um, right. I'm currently searching on online and I'm I'm rummaging through a whole load of different websites, going from like Wikipedia to BibleStudyTools.com to BibleHub.com. Um and none of them mention Eden being linked to presence. Not linked, but what does Eden mean? They say, um, one is saying um, Eden is believed to be more closely related to the Aramaic root word meaning fruitful, well-watered. Fruitful, well-watered, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Another person, another uh, Bible study tools is saying 
um, plain, so like a plain of field, plain of land or something. Mm. Um, nowhere is it said that I can see right now, anyways, is it said to mean or derive from or be associated with presence? Well, there you go, guys. <laughs> this is why you check stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I could, I might not be looking in the right places, but it shouldn't be that hard to find. <laughs> no, and and again, you know, like I just looked at the strong word used for Eden, the strong Hebrew word, mm. or I say the strong definition of the Hebrew word used for Eden, and it just says first habitat of man, uh, and it refers to another occurrence where it's the name, the origin coming from luxury, dainty delights, finery delights, uh, um, uh, pleasure. It's from what he's saying. He said it means yeah. presence. Yeah. Well, that, okay. That's a lie. He said but, um, Eden is a Hebrew word for where God dwells. Okay. Which, again, we're not seeing that, so that might be an inference he's making from somewhere. We could, we could question uh, that. It could be like a, a an analogy. Or, but the way he worded it yeah. is, yeah. for me, it's like, my main qualm is the way people word and phrase things. Yeah. Because I'm like, one, it's misleading. Two, it can actually do more harm than good. Mm. Um, in this case, it could be argued whether it can do more harm than good, mm. but you can't really argue if it's misleading or not. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it, it does kind of look like it's worded to suit what's coming mm. afterwards, mm. Um, which, again, it, as you said, in this case, it's debatable whether or not that's actually going to have detrimental effects per se mm-hmm. but it is somewhat misleading because yeah. we just looked it up and we, we can't find it and this is this is the thing like again this is this is why i keep saying like and those that go to my church will know i keep saying check things yourself like it's, it's, it's like it's if, if if he has said um let's use it as an al- um allegory yeah. for presence mm-hmm. or let's substitute it for presence or whatever i would have been like all right cool that stays more in line and you're almost saying let's do this to kind of draw out this yeah. meaning I'll draw I'll a metaphor still, make a metaphor, yeah, metaphor. Yeah. I'll still have an issue with that yeah. but um, it's a case of at least a little bit more clear cut um, yeah. I would like to see your study notes obviously he's got the rest of yourself but um, oh, this guy. Well, he's dead. To see how he said, "God rest his soul." You guys need to chill. You guys need to chill. I'm not even defending this guy, but you guys need to chill. You sound like one savage. All right, on to the next one. What what what, what do you think um, concerning the first thing a man needs being? And I also want to point out as well: these Facebook things sometimes are not from the people. Like no, I'm I heard, actually, I've, I've heard his preaching. I've heard. His uh, preaching. You've heard this, right, right, right. But I've seen a, I've seen a, a post about William Shakespeare talking about Facebook, and it's like, oh, yeah, read more, do less Facebook. William Shakespeare, eighty something. And I was like, come on, and someone's gonna quote this to me, like William Shakespeare. Like, so, and yet, but fair. And just for the record, I'm not like disputing the point that you need to be like in God's Rob, presence. Robert says you can find you, you don't need to be in God's presence to find your Eve. He Is that says, what I said? He says you can be in a gutter, drunk somewhere. Your Eve will be right there next to you. You never know. She could be. You she she could be. You never know. You guys are savages. <laughs> The next thing God gave no, man. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, I just want to say, 
before anyone tries to start casting stones. I didn't mean most of you in a mocking way, you know. <laughs> yeah, alright. I know two, two people that go there still. A bit suspect, but they're cool. Hey, relax, man. <laughs> ja Rule said he felt more at home in, in um, Hillsong, when he went Hillsong. He felt more welcome than any church yeah, he's like, been they to. They are so. definitely welcome. Yeah. They are de- like, highly welcome. The next thing God gave man after putting him in the garden was work. God gave man work before, before giving him a woman. God gave man work before giving him a woman. That means a man needs a job before he gets a woman. God's priorities are very clear. Any thoughts on this? Again, um, one thing that I dislike, especially about faith, uh, no, not about faith, I love faith, about how people almost present faith or present Christianity or present the teaching and stuff, is that there's like a step-by-step. Um, <clears throat> so unless you fulfill these step-by-steps, mm. you won't receive what God has for you. Or you're going to be the hindrance to what God has planned for you and stuff like that. Um, now, I see the wisdom in following these outlines and stuff like that. Mm. But presenting them as you need these in place, I'm almost hesitant to say that. Obviously, I'm not just going to say to anyone who's just off the road, yo, you know what? Go find yourself a missus, settle down and just get a move um, because being a husband, I know that f- finances matter. It's not the be or end of a relationship, but it does hold some weight. Yeah. Um, being diligent over and being a steward, a good steward over finances, over leadership and stuff like that matters. But it's not, it's not a case of get everything right before you go find a wife sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I know people who, even myself, where it's a case of... Um, I didn't have everything together before I got married. But my wife was there with me. And plus, the most important thing that we need to remember is that this was before the fall. So everything there was as God intended it to be. In mm-hmm. the case of us having that relationship with him, God's will being done, everything being as he intended it to be yeah. before we fell. Yeah. So now that we are falling, things aren't. Going to but we up. do pray we that do pray. things are on earth as they are in heaven. As they are in heaven, we do pray. Mm. But it's almost a case of neglecting the fact that even in our brokenness and in our fallenness, God can still work and God still does that. Yeah. Not mm. saying that we should relish in it, mm. but saying that, like, still giving room for God, saying that, well, like, it's not a case of we need to follow these steps before God will work in your life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I completely get what you're saying because <coughs> it tends to then become prescriptive mm-hmm. and you have some people then who you almost edit out the humanity from it and it's not like, oh, you know, let's, let's think about this on a case-by-case basis. It's, mm-hmm. well, this is the way it should yeah. be. And so anything other than that, we reject outright mm-hmm. without any consideration. And I am almost reminded of the story of Job where none of the people that, uh, none of his friends, so-called friends, that came there judging him, were 
categorically wrong in what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, your sin can cause you to fall, you know, confess, whatever. All of the things that they were saying, categorically, on, on its own, were right, except that they didn't apply to Job. And that's one thing that God called them out on, mm-hmm. you know, and even called out Job on, on the same thing in the sense of, am I not God sovereign over all who can do whatever? Where were you when I put the stars in the sky? Blah, 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 blah. So I, I completely get what you're saying. And I think, as you said, there is wisdom to some of these things. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. then there's a, there's a danger to take that wisdom and make that law mm-hmm. and reject all else mm-hmm. um, that doesn't conform to that idea. I think it would be so interesting to see the world if in the Bible Jesus got married. <laughs> <laughs> and to see how... Just ask a Muslim, innit? <laughs> nah, because they said they said Jesus got married. They said he moved east or something and got married and yeah, had children. Yeah, Is there halimati there or something? I can't remember. Sorry. Yeah, but like I'm gonna get bombed. <laughs> Peter, you can't say things like that. <laughs> it's all going up today. No, this might be extremist factor, no, man. <laughs> You guys are actually terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh not affiliated with these two in any way, shape, or form. You introduced us, yeah? I think. I, I think. <laughs> hey, it's cool, isn't it? It's, it's all good. We love you. It's peace, isn't it? Well, peace, tolerance, hatred for none, isn't it? It's all good. Um, I, I, again, I get what he's saying. I get what, you know, if, if you do look at it, as he said, it, it was before the fall. If that, again, first principle, so I even apply this and I say, maybe, you know, try and get get yourself, I mean, getting yourself right with God, or not even get yourself right with God, but developing a relationship with God first, yeah. that's yeah. a no-brainer, yeah. I think. Yeah. For a Christian yeah. man, I think yeah. it's a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, I, I get what you're saying, and you're not even, I don't think you're saying that in relation to that point. Yeah, no. But um, wherever you are, come to God first. I think getting into a relationship, just because there's another life involved, mm-hmm. If you're going to be the man, and the men, as the Bible puts it, are supposed to be the heads of the home, everything, getting it right with God, it's it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. But everything else, I think, as God God leads, really. And as God provides. I think, you know, um, to even add to what you're saying, I think that it's like, I've I've heard a lot of talks, um, nine characteristics of a prophet, these characteristics of a, of a of an evangelist, these characteristics, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, in all fairness, these are just characteristics that should apply to any Christian in general. Mm. They're like, oh, mm. a prophet needs to spend time in God's presence. Mm. He needs to listen to the voice of God. Mm. I'm like, surely shouldn't every Christian be doing this? This is my thing. When <laughs> <laughs> So the point I wanted to make was, surely shouldn't every Christian be seeking to be in God's presence whether you're looking for a wife or not. Oh, no, absolutely. Robert, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, yeah? Don't, don't, the only reason people's getting at me right now is because I questioned his fragile masculinity this afternoon. Fragile? <laughs> fragile yeah, masculinity. Yeah. You know what, yeah? For men to be bringing up things that were said in private, yeah, you know he's burnt. Well, is he not doing the same thing? Is he not doing the same thing? <laughs> I haven't said anything in private. I haven't put anything well, in private. This guy said the shots left, right, and center. I'm sending shots at Muslims, mate. I'm just sending shots to you. Know what? I knew that the tables were going to turn because Peter was getting it back in the. 
Yeah, was you. Wait, I'm not looking forward to me. Alright. The revenge is coming. The revenge is coming. I've got it all planned out. Beautiful. Wow. It'll be like Naruto, man. That's how Naruto defeated Pain. He forgave. <laughs> alright, alright. The, <laughs> the third thing that God told man was cultivate. Now, cultivate here means bring out the best in everything around you. To maximise the potentials of everything and everyone around you. To make everything fruitful. Now he only said that to the male. That's why God will never give a man a finished woman. That's why God will never give a man a finished woman. The male was created by God to create whatever he wants. The woman you are looking for doesn't exist. She's in your head. Your job is to take the raw material you married and cultivate her into the woman in your head. So you have been married for 20 years and you still don't like the product you get. Well, that's your fault. You know, like I'll preface this with husbands uh, wash your wives daily, so as to present themselves to yourself. That verse. The ish. the reason I would disagree even using that verse mm. is in washing your wife with the word, you're not trying to mold her into something you want, but rather creating the right well helping to continually have the right atmosphere like the Holy Spirit but then the Bible does say present her to yourself so, so but it's a case of it's let's put this practically yeah? mm, babe so you're getting a bit fat you know like, no, it talks about that's, that that's 3A it's coming, that's, that's literally 3A <laughs> let me add 3A <laughs> let me add 3A 3B 3C let me add those ones as well 3A <laughs> if your wife is putting on a little bit of weight and you don't like that don't criticise her it's your job to wake her up at 6am. Hey baby, let's go jogging. At which point I get a black eye. You don't, <laughs> you don't like her dress? Take her to a boutique and buy her clothes that you like. She can't speak good English. Send her to school and pay her tuition fees. Cultivate her. So. Okay. Now, um, washing her with the word is a lot more spiritual. Mm. In terms of the, it's being in the word of her daily, it's praying with her, it's, it's helping the girl, studying with her, stuff like that, being in the word of her. If you are doing that, I think the issue that I have with having an image of what you think your wife should be, mm. and then almost trying to cultivate her to that, is you then place demands on her that can sometimes be unfair. Okay. And you place demands on her that sometimes you can't live up to yourself mm. so even even if you're a godly man but you're like wow like you know i'm going through instagram and i'm seeing these girls looking a bit toned still babes you're looking a bit flabby like, it is possible to select see fewer posts like this on instagram if is. you see stuff like that, that so that has helped me start doing that, that. <laughs> the way i'm just like see less, yeah. this, see less of this and they're like why i'm like you know what this guy, this guy looks like a waste man. It's inappropriate. Report this. Report why it is. But yeah, um, because what we see on a day-to-day affects us visually. Mm. And sometimes without knowing, we can almost compare our spouses to what we see. Mm. And if we hold our spouse to that standard, it then becomes unfair because we're now trying to get her to match what we're seeing outside. And not necessarily appreciate and accepting her for her. Now, I do know that um, the Bible says that your wife's body is yours and your body is your wife. So, you're, 
I've said practically, if my wife says to me, well, you've been going to the gym a bit too much, you're getting a bit too hench, I'll stop gym mm-hmm. to please her because my body is meant for her. Um, so there is that sense of wielding your body in a manner that pleases your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I honour that and I honour the fact of, um, yeah, and I think it should come from a place of me being sensitive to my wife and my wife being sensitive to me. Um, I don't, I highly disagree with the notion of you sculpting your wife to what you are. Because it, it's, yeah, I just feel like it, it places a, a burden. It places an unfair burden on your spouse. Um, and when, I know biblically it says, um, wash her of the word daily to present herself, to present her to yourself. That's what Christ is doing. He's washing up his church to present us to him, unblemished. Um, but that isn't necessarily physically unblemished. Yeah. It is more so a spiritual bride which is pure, which is holy, which is set apart unto him. Mm. And I view that more so there, where we love our wives as Christ and love the church, and she submits to us as she as unto the Lord. And we're washing her to present her to ourselves in the same manner. And I, I see it. I do know that there are physical implications of that. But I, the whole notion of molding someone is, I truly believe that that is primarily the work of the Holy Spirit. So if I, if I interject there, <coughs> if we're going according to this, mm-hmm. you are already in relationship with God. And you're already like fully properly in a relationship with God, not not just halfway, like you're already there. I think that person in watching someone to present it on to or whatever, that person is doing that while still being submitted to God. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So where like you're mentioning, yes, very much so. I think I mean we get this all the time, we get this with Christians that will come to church and they only hear one part. Mm-hmm. How many times have we heard parents go like children obey your mother, father and the mm-hmm. Lord and da, 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 da. no one ever talks about the rest where mm-hmm. fathers don't provoke your sons yeah. to wrath. So we completely get that. I think if you are submitted to God, then this aspect of things mm-hmm. the physical implications, the spiritual things, everything, and you're letting God lead you, he can show you how best to do that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And where you don't where the the purpose again isn't necessarily or, or even the image that you have of that person isn't necessarily just informed by your physical desires mm. or even your mental expectations but rather by what God can do in that person you just become a vehicle mm. or just a tool in God's hands mm-hmm. in doing that for the person mm. if that makes sense yeah um, I, I agree with you 100 I, I but agree. I am talking about like a a hypothetical situation and where that's exactly that person doesn't have the humanity yes. you know flaws due to humanity and, that's exactly and I completely like, get that in yeah. that that is the ideal situation mm. and that again Miles Monroe ex- like almost outlines the ideal sort of situation mm. um, but I've seen in my like um, the way I've seen it actually played out is that no one is on that mountaintop experience of going on a like on a daily basis. Um, no one's spiritual walk is constantly going up. Mm. It's like even if it is going up, there's times that 
it, you're struggling. Mm. There's times where it's like you, you feel like, right, like I'm not making any headway, like I'm moving away from God, blah blah blah. And so we sway, we do sway, and unfortunately, the flesh does hold some weight over us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so practically, it might not flesh out. But then, how much should those literal, like as you said, those flaws and those um, those burdens that we we do have? How much should that stop us from fulfilling? And responsibilities that God has given to us in a sense of because I know that I, I, I am a flawed human being mm-hmm. then should I not do what God has called me to do which I would be best able to do if I was not flawed what okay it's like right, what was you doing that just because oh unless you're ready almost somewhat um, <laughs> it's a case of our the expectation that God has on us, or oh, not what we're required to do. God's perfect law doesn't flex because we're sinful. Mm. His perfect law stands. Mm. And it's only by his own grace that we are able to almost meet it in Christ. Um, we don't even need it. It's Christ who covers us and we're seen as righteous. Say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't see our sin or our humility, our humanity, our fallenness as an excuse not to do what God has called us to do. Mm. Um, I do see it as a barrier, but not as an excuse. Mm. And, and that's why I see Christ as being the only way that we can overcome that barrier. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't see, I don't see the, our fallenness as a reason to say, God, I can't do what you're, do, you're calling me to do, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not going to do anything. Mm. I do see it as even in spite of that, us to still strive towards that. Yeah. But I also see the wisdom in knowing that <clears throat> we are subject to failures mm. and so am I am I now going to put onus on me to mold my wife in terms of I need to be right with God to be able to mold my wife and this and that or am I going to rely on God yeah yeah which which is what I was then going to say in the sense of where that hypothetical is the person who is you know what I say uh, is it Enoch that got taken up? Yeah, Enoch that yeah, was there. Yeah. So I'll say his relationship with God was so good that God was just like, yeah. you know what, stop wasting time. Where we don't have that situation. Mm-hmm. If we were to look at this more, less like a, I get to customize my wife to my desires, and it's, you know, or like almost. Your flat pet wife. <laughs> <laughs> I hear. You know she'll be missing some stuff. <laughs> See, I'm sending shots at IKEA. It's not just anyway. See, the, the, the fact he he, he thought to d- direct that towards me. How did that? How did it towards me? I, I'm just saying. Anyway, right. um, yeah. If if I look at this more as a as a like not a job, but as a, as a calling to. It's my job to make sure, or not to make sure, but it's part of my responsibility to ensure that she is, as well as myself, but she and as well as the kids, she's also living up to the potential that God has for her. Mm-hmm. Or I just see that as another aspect in which I'm a tool in God's hands. What do you mean by potential? That. So, you know, in, in this whole idea of washing in, with the word, um, I, I, I'm able to, where maybe she's shy. And in prayer and in everything, because I am relying on God, God saying that she has to be, or not she has to be, but God has placed a talent in her to sing. That's part of my responsibility to encourage her 
to sing and to give her the confidence or to help her with doing that because that's what God wants for her if that makes sense mm-hmm. so th- that's where I'm coming from in a sense so, and again that's relying on God but where it's not so much I'm customising her to my desires so she can't have a belly or she needs to go do squats or whatever it's what God's image is for her as well I am also a tool that he uses to mm-hmm. get her to that point yeah. and then it becomes more responsibility mm-hmm. than the way that it's preached sometimes it's almost like privilege or it's almost like um, you're entitled to her becoming that mm-hmm. you know perfect thing for you yeah. for yeah. selfish it's, reasons it's not, and that's the thing it's like her becoming who God has created her to be yeah. it's not for you it's for God's glory yeah that's the ultimate the ultimate thing that we, we almost forget is that each and every single one of our lives screams and points beyond us. Mm. And it's like um <clears throat> one thing, yes, that's what in line with what you've said as well, we tend to focus on the parts that we want and we tend to disregard the parts that we don't want. So even where it's like wives submit to your husbands, um, there have been men who disregard husbands love your wife and yeah. disregard how they ought to live and they're just like you know what your body's mine shut up lay down yeah. whatever yeah. and it's like go to the kitchen fix. and it's like there's no loving the way Christ intended yeah. and yeah. even when the Bible says like um, masters obey your slaves um, slaves obey your masters <laughs> <laughs> Found, that would be awkward. I am paying you, know, you to give me orders awkward. like Slave traders abused that yeah. to their advantage. And there's a case of once you present the man with almost a, a leg up yeah. through scripture, yeah. some people almost forget yeah. everything else and just yeah. be like, I am in control of what you become. Yeah. So it's like, this, like you need to become what I want you to become mm. rather than... And I, and I know that it's exactly as you said, ideally, if we're in that relationship with God... We won't get into that position. We won't get into that situation. But unfortunately, we aren't always in that relationship with God. Mm. And people who sincerely want to follow this sometimes do atrocious things out of that sincerity. Yeah. And that's it's like it's almost like guarding against that, guarding against um, people abusing that. Um, that knowledge or that that information because it's like ultimately we aren't trying to create the woman that we want but rather we're accepting the woman that God has made her and it's a case of and it's it's vice versa she isn't trying to create a man that she wants but rather she's accepting you for who God has made you and as we grow as we grow in union and fellowship in age the more we discover what God like wanted for us, how we're meant to do it, um, the more we walk with God, the more we discover about Him and about ourselves. Mm. And so as we discover, we ought to be with someone who can walk with us along that journey, who's compatible with us, and we know that, yo, like, things are going to change, but who's still going to be there? I was, I'm not the same guy I was when I first married me, and she's not the same woman she was when she first married me. Mm. And it's not by my doing that she's become the amazing woman she is now. But I have been here and I've been a support. I have been someone who has given her the room and has given her the environment in which, thankfully, she has been able to grow. Yeah. And 
I can say that because it, it was only by God's grace. Yep. And it was only God that saying that, like me saying, I want you to become who God has made you to made you to be, mm. encouraging her to pursue God, to, to follow him, to to obey whatever he, he's saying, and to her doing the same to me. Mm. And it, it's just that. Um, and it's allowing, it's allowing that. It's just like, yeah, I see personally in my life that whenever there's an onus placed on me, I tend to start striving in my own strength. Mm. And that that could be a flaw that you guys or the people listening don't have. Mm. That's my flaw. But it's a case of I've, I'm having to learn how best to deal with that. Yeah. In terms of I know that the only way that I can deal with that practically is to always keep in mind one plants, another waters, but God gives the increase. Nothing can happen without God. Like if it's God's will that something should happen, like I can't stay or move his hand. I need to almost accept, um, not necessarily just throwing up my hands and saying whatever, this and that, but walking in line with God mm. and just allowing him to kind of take control of things and move the family. Yeah. It's not shifting the the responsibility on me as a husband or as a man, but it's working in God's will. Yeah. Robert, what, what do you think? Oh, you guys been talking for ages, you know. <laughs> Moses is out here stacking cups. I'm just taking cups. What's um, about cultivating? Yeah. Um, oh, firstly, um, he was talking about. Also, if we're talking, you can you can always interject. It's not it's not that deep. Oh, I, I, okay, I enjoy, then answer the question. I enjoy please. you. Can can you let me finish what I'm saying? You know what, Peter? Yeah. You know what, Peter? Yeah. One day, to, one day <laughs> interjecting. One day, the, one day you're gonna look Man back and say. Yeah, huh? Just talk. No, I don't want to talk anymore. I've had enough. I've had enough. No, I've had enough. I've had enough. Go to the next point. I'm tired of you. I can't handle it. Okay. Man's having to breathe deep. Alright. The fourth thing God said to me. The fourth thing that God said to man was guard the garden the man has to be the protector of everything under his care that's why god gave you a stronger bone frame bigger muscle mass not to abuse the woman but to protect the woman thoughts some girls are built like houses man. <laughs> don't know what to say to that but robert thoughts he's not lying <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, that's true. So, how does that pertain to what's being said here? If they even if they built that houses, are you is then no, are they that... supposed to protect you? No, no. The, the argument that we've been built physically stronger. No, but then statistically, that's the truth. Statistically, that is the truth. Men yeah, have you know dense bones, all of that. But, but you marry a woman that's to be. No, that's fair enough. But I'm saying statistically, it is true that men are built thingy. So if you get married to like Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And you know, she's built like Goku. Yeah. And she's like a, she's not built like Goku, but yeah. <laughs> like a trained She MMA. can beat you. She uh, can she can beat you, yeah. She can. So if 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 you get married to someone like her, is 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 there no responsibility on your part to protect her? Okay, so here's the thing. Well my, my issue with it was this, you know, stating that God's giving men the bigger the stronger bone frame and stuff like that then implies this protection is only physical. 
And as you said, you know, and you know, for me, like when it comes to even anything to do with the house, if I'm better at sweeping and, and hoovering, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to say that's my wife's duty because we were brought up that way in African culture, if that makes sense. So if she's better at fighting, believe that if we get into a fight, I'll expect you to handle it because you're better at it. So you're you trained. So you step back and say, babe. Yeah, I was like, babe, take care of him. Because you can. So, like, so you're, 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 no, but no, but you can. It's more efficient. You can. If yeah. I was to do it, maybe it'll take two hours and I'll come back with, you know, black eye. Like, yeah. Really? You know? Hold right exactly. And then let sweep to- 13 seconds. She can do it. She's done it before. 13 seconds. He's sleeping. <laughs> like, all right, cool, babe. Let's go. Okay, like, okay. I swear. So, so if, if you're walking and then, like, Ronda Rousey or whatever, and. And I slapped her along. Yeah. You just be like, babe, sort him out. I don't need to. No, this is respect. This is your job. You're a trained professional. This is what you do. This is what you do. Take care of do, it. Do you, boo boo? Do you, boo boo? I'll be in the back, like. Okay, that was, that was an extreme example. But what, what if, like, your wife's not hench? Yeah. But, like, you're not hench evil. Oh, but haven't we had this discussion yeah, before? Yeah, I will take that licking for her. I'll take that L. I'll, I'll take, take that, that beating for her and hope to God that she still respects me afterwards. But I'll take that beating for her. So it begins. No, but we, uh, oh, we didn't have it on the podcast. Oh, it was a text thing, yeah. yeah. No, I fully believe in, uh, you know, like we're saying, death before dishonor. I will fully, knowing that I'm going to get beaten, jump into that fight, hoping that at least get one punch in. At, at least. But is that based on, on like biblical uh, stuff or is that just based on you beat as a man? That, that for me, I think... I, I, think I, I can't, off the top of my head, come up with a verse, so I guess that's, that's more me. But I do believe in, in that, you know, sacrificial kind of... kind of like, like Jesus taking the licking for us. You know, of course there were more... Um, more theological implications for that but he did it for us you know and there's no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for another so yeah yeah actually it is biblical I will lay down my life for her I'll take that beat I would too yeah luckily I do Kyokushin just so you it won't be easy <laughs> I'm not saying it's not it's not possible there are my instructor still beats me and I'm like twice his weight he will run rings around me I'm just saying I would I would last longer than the average Joe in a fight. Do you think there are there's like a certain number of beatings you have to take before you you you, you decide you know what, yeah <laughs> you're not trying to defend you it's just no, it's just no, not no, working no, no, out no. unless unless she's she's purposely going <laughs> like because she's working with me she's slapping every Tom Dick and Harry like she comes across it's like yeah of course I'm like yo Kevin Hart I'm a lover I'm not a fighter I'm a lover <laughs> do you know that on the real like if if my wife started beef for no particular reason, as babes, just hold that beef in school. Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's yours, that's yours to hold. Personally, for me, I think my my is a little bit different because even if she's wrong, I will I will like that's I'll defender pro- in public. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably still even if she's wrong, even if it's like it's like theological stuff and like she says something that's way out. How trust me, I'll, I'll become a false prophet just for that moment. When we go home, <laughs> we'll go through the scriptures. Once she understands, I'll come out and apologize. But like, <laughs> yeah, in public. 
He's a son. Still father equal. Babe, why? Why? I'm like, babe, you're lost with me. But yeah, I think in public, at least, you know, consistently, yeah, yeah. And this, this is why... I think I've lost it, sorry. This is why you need to know your wife's character. Oh, yeah. And like, even talk about just theological stuff with your wife, not have like, so who do you listen to? He's a heretic. Stop listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, can't, you can't walk with me and roll. Listen to this waste man. Like, preaching that rub now. Like. But it's like... Well, I'll quote his scholars. You're going to mention Creflon, but... <laughs> Shots. <laughs> Woo! No one's safe tonight. <laughs> Talking about your time to tie into his his sixty four million dollar jet. <laughs> 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 Maybe like your mum's house, but only the week. <laughs> <laughs> My God, this is bad. All right, okay. Hmm. God bless these guys, isn't it? I mean, I only mentioned Crawford because of that jet thing. I thought that thing. Was... That wasn't the only reason. <laughs> that wasn't the only reason. That's the reason. At least I can quote. You know, so, so, um, yeah. Nah, like. Like like Hosea, uh, he wasn't protecting her, but he kept on having to deal with it. Some someone was talking about you know um, thingy, uh, how Hosea's prophecy career would have been going. Like, oh prophet, uh, I need you to pray for me. But your your wife was so good last night. Thank you. But I need to pray for me. Like, I'm stabbing you. I pray for the healing afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, but I, again, I, I don't think protecting a woman has to always be physical and I don't think it's (laughs) I think maybe men will always should probably more often than not whatever in life we kind of take that role more often than women have the opportunity to take that role do you know what yeah but just before I was going to say it works both ways Mm. the woman protects the man as well Um, but yeah um, the power of a praying wife oh yeah can never be underestimated oh yeah absolutely it's the case of like I I truly believe that um primarily and this is not like um degrading in any I actually see this as more so valid and important like the wives prayers over the husband mm-hmm. does so much yeah. it's like it it literally just enables so much within the household mm. that it can sometimes be ridiculous. Um, you praying for your husband allows him to be able to protect you better because mm. he's like you're praying for him in the manner that he's getting closer to God and like putting God at the center and this and that. And it's like it, yeah. Like I'll, one thing that I'll say, my encouragement for every woman who is married who is engaged who is like talking to someone pray for them mm. like never under underestimate the value of your prayer for your partner yeah. trust me like talking from a, from a position of a husband like 
it is so valued and like it does so much mm. like Gems has held me in prayer through a lot like a lot has changed about me because she has been praying and just that alone as you were saying the protection isn't just physical mm. but it's spiritual as well and sometimes the spiritual is even more so important than the physical mm. so yeah. we've got we've got just one more to go and then a little note which we might not be I'd like Robert to kind of speak first on the next note the last thing God gave man but you don't know what it is I don't know what it is yeah that's what I'm saying it's to you the last thing God gave man was his word God told man to not touch the tree but God never told the woman about the tree which means it was man who received the word of God and his job was to teach his wife the word of God okay so I looked at this part in the Bible like this morning when I was, when I was looking at this thing yeah. and like I saw that when like the serpent came to Eve mm. Eve said God said that we should not eat from the eat from the tree yeah. so 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 it, it wasn't even like Eve didn't know that that it was God that said you should eat from the tree yeah. she knew mm. but she decided um, to do it anyway but the Bible is not recorded as God having told her directly and so if you look at what God actually said to Adam and what Eve said to the serpent Eve had added some bits to it because God, God told Adam, you shall not, you shall eat from all this tree, all these, but you shall not eat this one. Uh, I think this one tree. And I think Eve then added, yeah, we shall not eat from any, we can eat from all the trees, but we shall not eat, nor even touch, nor even go near this tree. I think it was thingy. But then, so there was some it, additions. But, but, but then shouldn't it just be enough to say, God said don't eat from this tree, and then that should be enough for you not to eat from this tree? Well, regarding what Adam told Eve? Yeah. Yeah, it should have been enough. I mean... Evidently, if she's going, if we're going off the presumption that Adam is the one that added those other bits, you know, as we tend to sometimes, it's like, well, God said not to go near this tree, and then you like, no, God said don't eat from this tree, and then you, and we see this a lot. Pentecost, we do this a lot, um, where it's like we add stuff to it. Oh yeah, no, God says don't be drink, don't be drunk, don't even go near alcohol, don't touch it, it's evil. God didn't say alcohol is evil. He said don't get drunk. <laughs> yes, I understand the wisdom in it. But we add those things. Yeah. So maybe Adam was Pentecostal, and he added <laughs> <laughs> he added that to it, you know. And then she went with that. But yeah, it, I think that much is at least I, I won't dispute that as being biblical. It's biblical, but I don't know. I feel like Eve gets too much of a pass for that one oh. because, like, it it wasn't like because she was like she knew God in ways that we don't know God. So so like. Even if he, he, he didn't say it to her, to her directly, mm. for Adam to say God said this, that should have been enough for her not to do it regardless. Okay. That's what I think anyway. Yeah. And um, secondly, yeah, the, the, the last one annoyed me about husbands having to teach the wife the word. Mm. Only because, so what happens when a girl is not married? Like, whose who's responsibility? Or whoever's holding that male responsibility in her life. I would. She's from a single household. Can I have to be a bit, yeah, a bit yeah, If she's from a single household, then unfortunately it falls on whoever plays that male role. I would argue that it's no one's responsibility except her own. Because. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Only because okay. everyone has their own individual walk with Jesus. And if you're Jesus, if your walk is based on what you're taught <laughs> by someone else, if your walk is based on what you've been told by, by someone else that you don't really have a walk. Okay. And, like, if you look at... Who who, who are we looking at? I think it was the story of... I think it was Abigail. 
Mm. Abigail, her husband was a dummy. Her husband was, was, yeah. a, was she a saved her husband. Yeah. yeah. So like, and then he died. <laughs> yeah. So so like there are instances where and then she quickly married David afterwards. Can I talk? It's a lot. Well, yeah, <laughs> you do this on purpose. You know. <laughs> you do this on purpose. I'm not. I'm not actually. I'm not. No. I'm not. But yeah, go. Um. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's every, every, um everyone's personal responsibility to to um to know the word for yourself. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if you if you've been taught if you haven't been taught, because like on judgment day, like you can't say oh because my husband husband didn't teach me properly, I should get a pass to go to heaven. Fair point. That, okay. That's what I think. Do you know what? I definitely agree with you as well. Um, there is an onus in everyone to do that, and also this very much follows the Jewish sort of system, mm. even though. It's all so. Whenever I see things like this, I always like to see the balance within the New Testament as well. Um, okay. I know that the um, outline for marriage was established in the Old Testament, kind of fleshed out. But I also said marriage, even from the beginning, was a foreshadow of what Christ was going to come and do. Mm-hmm. And Christ came and he taught the mm-hmm. church, he taught the bride, he sent the church to go out to do things. He did say you will have no need to call me, to see men as teachers, but the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit will teach you individually. He mm-hmm. did say, um, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on everyone and the Holy Spirit will teach them and stuff. There, and some women actually know more than their husbands. Mm-hmm. Like on certain things or mm-hmm. like whatever. And do we then kind of keep them quiet and just throw out them whatever we think? No. Um I do see that God has made um, man the head, but within that, it's like the New Testament workings and dealings, now that the Holy Spirit indwells us, I see it fleshing out slightly differently. I think mm. you this one. Mm. Fleshing out slightly differently mm. from the way that it was in the Old Testament. Now, I do 100%, I'm not saying throw out the Old Testament. That's not what I'm saying. For those who are listening, I know that P already knows this. But it's just a case of the way that God's interaction with us plays out now. Mm. I see it as slightly different. Mm. Um, so yeah, because we had women, prominent women in the early church mm-hmm. who were actually doing things. We had husbands who were with their wives leading sessions and stuff. I don't know, I don't know how they were actually doing it, but what, what I know is that we had couples who were doing things, we had women in prominent positions, we had women who Paul was saying that, yo, these women have been a great blessing to me, but they ministered and this and that, and it's like how do we then almost sideline them mm. in, in that manner, I'm not saying that that's, that's what you're saying, I'm, I'm just saying um, yeah, you know I, I'm just saying in the, yeah, no yeah. My, my, the way I approach this is the whole um uh, what's it called? This idea of why why train and be so. I think I was reading it somewhere. Uh, I think it's a good illustration for the point I'm trying to make. Some student was asking his master, "Why do you keep training me on how to fight, and yet tell me that you know we want peace and stuff like that?" And he said, "It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war." Kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's so, a war. Yeah, so always be always kind of being ready. Now, in as much as like you're saying. The Old Testament or the, or the New Testament almost almost invalidates this. 
And I say almost because Christ didn't come to validate the law, but to fulfill it. But in the sense of now, the Holy Spirit being our teacher and not requiring men or not requiring people in, in general to have to teach us. And in, in as much as that is the case, why not use this as like a benchmark, if that makes sense? If both of us are students of the Bible, and that's fine, but then I look at the Bible and I look at the Old Testament, I look at how kind of God initially did it, and the man had like some extra responsibility to study more, to, you know, be more well-versed in it. Why not, why not take that as opportunity to get, get more into my word, if that makes sense. Not to say that I'm doing that just for the woman, but simply because yeah. that is the way that God had, you know. And I also look at, you know, Paul saying, and, and this Paul said almost in, to, in to spite certain people, but in Corinthians, when he said, if ladies want to learn something, they should go and ask their husbands at yeah. home. Almost creates, in to me, the idea that, okay, Paul expected if there was, if neither of them knew anything, at least the man had to know something, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So then I see that as, uh, that point on us on men to take it a little bit more seriously. Not more seriously in the sense of, I have to take it more seriously than my wife, but in the sense of, if in the situation neither of us want to learn, because of the Bible, at least a man has to learn, if that makes sense. That's the kind of the, the kind of template I'm trying to create. Now, thankfully, we both understand that we need to learn, or at least with Christian women, you know, you should, you know, I can, I can expect that you would also want to. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be very surprised. Oh, well, well. <laughs> but you know, at least I, I'd expect that. But if there isn't that, I'd expect you, the guy, to to know your word, if, if that makes sense. I think everyone should just know the word. Everyone should. Everyone should. Everyone should. But I don't think that as a man, just because you're a man, you should have to know the word more. Because that doesn't make... Because like when, cause when, like, when it comes to judgment day, then that's not going to help your wife in any way. Yeah, but then in your day-to-day, it will help you. In my day-to-day, it will help me. Yeah. But in hers, <laughs> I'm quite present. What do you mean about Jesus? Um, just... Wait until after five, and my husband comes, and I'll tell you what I do. Well, hopefully, you'd have been teaching it till then. If that's the answer that she's going to give, thank. Hopefully, she won't give that answer. She'll be able to give her own. But I, I just, I just see it as, like, yeah, we all should study. We yeah. all should study. But yeah. the Bible calls man out, and that to me stands out. If yeah, that makes know, sense. I, I see it even in terms of like. Stuff in terms of like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at me. Stuff in terms of like church leadership and stuff where it almost advocates like mm. a, a man should lead as with the household and stuff. So I do you see that like, there's an onus mm. on the male to lead. And even leading as you were saying, leading and studying, leading and seeking or leading in this. Um, and it doesn't trivialise or almost sweep away the woman's um, responsibility and like um what she ought to do as well but i do see an onus more so on the mills um which again is part and parcel of the burden of being the lead Mm. not the burden per se but part of the responsibility of being the lead Mm. um so yeah i do see it as being as you're saying why not um the only hesitation i would have is that this 
desire to be in, in the word and stuff shouldn't necessarily shouldn't stem from a position of I ought to do this but rather I want to do this um, I know that sometimes responsibility needs to trump even when you're not feeling it yeah. so mm-hmm. even if you're not up for it I need to do this mm. I need to do this for, for the sake of my household or I need to do this for the sake of the people who are under me or whatever I need to do this for the sake of God yeah yeah um, but at the same time I <clears throat> I'm a strong advocate of um, worshipping God with all of who you are and him being your your driving force mm-hmm. rather than you being your driving force oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah for me like whoever leads who not whoever leads but whoever knows more yeah. is of little consequence so long as we're both striving for God because yeah. um, I believe that you're both going to grow anyways and you're both going to feed into each other's lives to the point where you're both going to know as much as each other knows and you're both going to be growing together mm-hmm. um, walking hand in hand almost um, striving together um, so yeah I, I just my whole premise is as you were saying in the beginning seek first the kingdom of God and everything else like make that your first priority yeah. whether it's um, in how you wash your wife to present her to yourself in how if you, God's leading in all of these areas yeah, you're cool just, just let God lead yeah. just yeah. do everything just be like God throw it up in the hand just yeah. be like God this is all yours yeah. um, just let it lead yeah that's Oh, but the last bit's just so nice. Can you can you can you just read it? Which one? The what man? No, from the from the from the note on the. All right, here's a little note. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing frustrates a woman like when she asks her man, "So what do you think?" And the dummy answers, "Whatever you think is okay," or keeps quiet, giving silence. Hmm. Don't do that, bro. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> She's looking for knowledge and direction. That was the last command God gave to man in verse 17. Now watch this. In verse 18, God said, It is not good for this man to be alone. Now don't just read that statement fast. Read this again slowly. It is not good for this man to be alone. This man. What man? This man. (laughs) (laughs) The man who is in his presence, has a job, can cultivate you, can protect you, can teach you. So here's the problem. If you meet a man who doesn't like God's presence, isn't working, can't cultivate you, can't protect you, and can't teach you, then it is good for that man to be alone. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Please pass this across to the youth, married, and your loved ones. Okay. Yeah. You see this, yeah. I'm going to... I know that time is a bit pressed for time. I'm going to share a story. I'm not going to say names or anything yet, but there's... No, say a name. No, no, no. <laughs> Try it. There's a guy that I know. Um, I know him personally. He... I heard a story, then I saw him and I was like, wow, connected the dots. That's why I'm not saying his name. Um, he broke up from like a really bad relationship and he was still recovering. He was in a very bad place where he always committed suicide. He had thought that he can't be with God because of all that he's done. So he was in a really bad place. And then he met a girl and then he was like, yo, like, this girl is everything that I want. But if I am to wait until I've healed from all of this, I know that someone's going to slap her up. So 
I'm just gonna form. I'm just gonna form my hat, my name in the hat, and just shoot yourself. Literally, just just go for it. And now he's in a very healthy relationship mm. with a child and another one on the way, and they've been married for over like over nine years, nine mm. ten years, and it's like following this. He didn't necessarily follow the rules. Mm, mm. He almost sidestepped everything, got the woman, and then tried to sort himself out. Mm. I'm not advocating everyone to do that, to stay in your sin, rule whatever. I'm not saying that he was in sin, but do whatever you're doing. Go get the woman and try to sort yourself out yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'm not advocating that. But it's the case of that is so far removed from what people are almost presenting. Yeah. That's like, yo. Um, he went to a talk. What, um, like a couple's talk and then people were sharing you need to do this you need to do this and then he shared his story and someone legit stood up and said so you did everything wrong yeah. and you're still in this very good relationship my, my thing with the way the bible is presented is it presents a good way of doing things mm-hmm. but then it also presents to you that God's way is always better and it presents that God deals with each person individually. Mm-hmm. So the problem that we have is, and uh, we said this at the top of the podcast almost, is all these things, all these principles, all these things are great as templates mm-hmm. to kind of see where God is at ideally. But then the individual, it's up to you and God mm-hmm. as to what to do. So everything here, and this is my thing, like everything here, if I was to even remove girls from the equation, I'm just talking to guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, you get to yourself right with God because God calls you to do so. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do that. Irrespective of the girl. It's yep. that that's that's my approach to things. And I think I can't I, I I can say, okay, yeah, the Bible presents this kind of idea. God presents this kind of idea, but God also presents the idea that he will deal with you individually. Mm-hmm. And so again, the end or be or statement, if you're to do one thing and one thing only, is seek your God first. Mm-hmm. And then everything else. He will lead you yeah. to to bring it. Yeah. Cool. How about yourself, Robert? Oh, we might he might take that as a shot, by the way, because you're asking his opinion. Shut up, Peter. <laughs> shut, up. <laughs> shut up. Your time is coming. <laughs> My time has come. No, no, no. I have suffered. You have not seen suffering yet. <laughs> and when it comes, you will know because of this day. You will I'm know. Sorry. You will know. There'll be a flashback to this moment. You've been like, okay. Oh, yes. It's kind of this moment that this is happening. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, I think with these like step lists, you kind of remove oh, yeah. the power of God and what He can do and what He decides to do in your life. Yeah. And like, if you go and like try and follow these steps, and then nothing comes about it, then that 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 can put you in in a bad place, thinking that. Maybe you've done something wrong. Maybe God's grace doesn't extend to you enough to allow you to get a babes, even though you followed all the rules that Mr. Miles has told you to follow. Were you sharing a personal, personal testimony or was that just... Oh, no, this is just... Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were sharing a personal oh, testimony. Oh, don't worry, Peter. Don't worry, Peter. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? People follow these rules and sometimes stuff don't happen. And they're like, God, like, I did everything you told me to do. Why And they almost think they 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 can start demanding. We should go and read Job. That's all I say. Um, I heard a pastor say, if you can outline everything you did 
to get God to move. It wasn't God that got you that position you did. I think that's a sweeping statement. It is a sweeping enough. statement. Yeah. But I see a lot of wisdom in that. Oh, yeah, and I, I see a lot of truth in that. Mm. Um, if we're like, I follow these five rules and I got success, then it's not necessarily God that did that. But it was those steps. I woke up every morning at this time. I, st- I did this. Yeah, but who woke you up? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the dude's what I mean. That's, like, that's almost being like, nitty gritty. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am, I, am I supposed to flash back now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, sorry. But it's like, yes, take it for granted that God woke me up, did this and mm. We almost take it for granted that it's by God's grace that we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we take it for granted that, yes, God did wake us up. God mm. did give us the strength to follow those five rules in the first place. Yeah. But there's a, there's a sense of the world can follow the principles of the Bible, mm-hmm. the principles in, in Proverbs, the principles in um, whatever, and still find good fortune at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because God has blessed them, but that in those principles there's actually good yeah. principles to yeah. follow in life yeah. and it's a case where you can follow principles and still find that you reach a good result not necessarily because God has blessed you but because those principles in and of themselves are good principles mm-hmm. to be able to follow and we almost substitute following good principles with getting blessed by God sometimes mm. it is a blessing of God but sometimes it's just you follow good principles mm. um, and that's, that's where it's a case of if you can outline, I did this, 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 and God blessed me, it's almost like giving a formula to say, mm. if you do this, 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 it will move God's hand to do this. Mm. Okay. And I'm like, nah. No. Okay. Okay, I think that'll be a nice place to round up. Yeah, I agree. Um, tags? Tags. Shout out to Partners Around for the ordinary, amazing, no, for the <laughs> introduction. Second time we've done that now. <laughs> Intro natural music, Calvin mm. Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Mm. Find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. Email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the blacksmith's furnace. No apostrophe. You can find us on all good podcasting websites. Look for the blacksmith's furnace with an apostrophe. Um, any shout outs? Um, Gelade, just because. Um, SoundCloud I'm hearing some stuff like they might be bought out or they might be struggling financially or something so I might have to start looking at um, different platforms for the podcast Um, it shouldn't affect anything I'll try and make sure it doesn't affect anything but just in case it does Um, the next reverb is coming out on the 2nd of May 7 to 9 Box Park Croydon it's going to be Tuesday isn't it Tuesday. Yeah. It's gonna be live. Um Bobby Paul, when is that? Next one's um second week of May. Second Sunday of May. I don't know okay. the date yet, but um, okay. yeah. Hashtag knock knock. That's, that's, that's the knock knock. Knock knock. Um yeah, I think that's everything. Anyone else got anything? Oh, I know. Oh. Good. And I guess this is the Blacksmith's uh, this I don't know. It's blow. <laughs>